This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we hear about the federal budget and its impact on farmers. There are mixed farm reactions to the budget. We hear from APAS President Todd Lewis and Agriculture Minister David Merritt about the budget. Merritt also highlights a new provincial ag tech venture investment program. In a two-part interview, we also discuss spring seeding, which is just around the corner in southern Saskatchewan. Real Agriculture talks with Myers Norris Penny about the budget implications for farmers. We also have a report on seed quality. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The federal government says it will recognize farmers' use of natural gas and propane and will return some of the carbon tax paid on those fuels. The statement was included in yesterday's federal budget, but did not provide any details on how that would occur. This is the reaction from Todd Lewis, president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. It's uh, short on details, but we saw a piece there about uh, rebating some of the carbon tax back towards farms. and It's not insignificant funding. It's $100 million. So beginning, you know, this 21-22 year here and it's also indexed so as the price goes up that figure will go up so what that rebate means they talk about grain drying a rebate program if that's part of it it'll be interesting to see what's announced down the road the hundred million dollars you know isn't insignificant but uh, at the same time it's trying to offset some costs that are very significant for producers. Lewis says energy efficient grain dryers were also mentioned in the budget document. I think it was $50 million for more efficiency for grain dryers. So that'll be a percentage of new dryers, for instance. You know, the details will be interesting there, too. It's a, it's a Canada-wide program, uh, you know, so with that, you know, everybody's not replacing every grain dryer, you know, in the country in, in uh, one year. So it's, it's just a $50 million one-time expenditure. If it's something that will be continued, uh, it'll be interesting to see there, too. As the saying goes, the devil will be in the details. Lewis also hopes Saskatchewan can get its share of new money announced yesterday for internet improvement over the next six years. Well, there's another billion dollars going towards infrastructure for connectivity, so that's good news. Hopefully we can uh, see some of it come to rural Saskatchewan. Uh, There's been recent announcements in Ontario and Quebec uh, with their their provincial governments and the federal government putting money into uh, rural connectivity, so... You know, more money is good news, and uh, hopefully we can see some of it come Saskatchewan's way. It's the same story for improvements for physical infrastructure. Everything's so uh, vague. Oh, there's lots of infrastructure spending. Will that go to things like uh, port improvements in Vancouver? Rail service improved infrastructure as far as rail, so 
The pinch points in the transportation system have been there for years, so we're going to need to see increased spending. Meantime, the National Farmers Union says rural women are welcoming the announcement of billions of dollars for child care in the budget. Other food-related items in the budget include $293 million over seven years for a processor investment fund. It will support private investment in processing plants in the supply-managed sector. $57 million to extend the mandatory COVID isolation support for temporary foreign workers. There's $140 million to top up the Emergency Food Security Fund and Local Food Infrastructure Fund to address hunger issues. And $60 million over the next two years to protect existing wetlands and trees on farms through the Nature Smart Climate Solutions Fund. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has a mixed reaction to yesterday's federal budget. Merritt says the budget had some good points and bad points, but it was short on details. Just uh, working through the details of the budget right now, Jim. Obviously, uh, we were disappointed to see that we didn't get the exemption on the grain drying uh, for uh, natural gas and propane for farming. Uh, I see that they've got a they've got it in the budget as a rebate. Uh, we just don't know. How that's going to work out? Is it going to be all of it? Uh, will it be exempt and things like that? How much are they going to actually rebate back? So we don't know that side of it as well. So that's probably it. I mean, the rest of it uh, we see. Obviously, they have a very ambitious climate change plan in there that we just don't know how that might impact agriculture as a whole. And we we'll obviously have to to watch that as well. And we saw some. Obviously, with the renewable fuels, and, and uh, obviously there's just no details other than there's a plan to go that way. I, I guess the one good point is they did make a commitment to uh, rural broadband and, and that side of it for connectivity for rural Canada as a whole. So we'll just have to see how that's going to roll out and you know over the years and, and how, uh, how Saskatchewan will play a role in that as well. So... There was some good news, obviously, for the the veto uh, center out of Saskatoon, where they got some federal funding to for their expansion, which was really uh, really good to see. So that's good to see that the federal government came to the table with their funding, as the province of Saskatchewan had already made their commitment to that as well. On another topic, the province announced yesterday a new ag tech investment support program. Explain that for me. Well, really what it is, Jim, is there's a lot of, you know, obviously with ag technology changing the way it is over the last few years, it's just been incredible. There's a lot of startup companies that are, you know, when you get into IT and technology, just have to get to that next step where they need the investment to roll out their products that they're making. And that's really what this fund will help them do. So uh, we've made that commitment over the next five years uh, through some uh, venture capital that these young entrepreneurs will be able to access some of that money and build their product out and really develop here in the province of Saskatchewan. It's a, it's a great program for startups and it's a great program for the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. If you look at this province over decades, we've led in agriculture technology, uh, going right back to direct seeding and everything else that combines around that as well. So this is a great news story for startups here and we'll really enhance the ag sector here, not only in Saskatchewan, but right across the country and globally as well. So we're excited about that, and I'm sure these uh, young entrepreneurs are very excited about it as well. And the province is investing, what, $15 million over three years? I think it's 15 over five. It's, it's $3 million per year, Jim. 
Right. And then and then to lever private investment as well. How much do you think you can lever with private investment? It's a venture capital fund. Yeah, it is. We don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we're hoping we can, you know, uh, triple or quadruple that kind of money, and that, and maybe it will, and uh, hopefully it will, and that's really what venture capital does. And uh, if we can leave that private investment to grow these companies, it's uh, obviously a great news story. Why do you see this as needed for? How do farmers benefit? Well, well, I think it really just bows right into the whole thing on climate change and, uh, you know, uh, value adding to the side of it for the agriculture side, uh, increasing productivity, lowering costs, whether it's through uh, applying of foliards and applying of chemical and fertilizer placement, seed placement, all those types of things, Jim, that just really do add to uh, the bottom line for the farmer at the end of the day and also uh, bringing uh, changes to the environment that really improve that side as well. And certainly in a dry year, we can sure see the need for uh, some eh, improved crop production technology. Yeah, and I think that just flies right into what we're trying to do. I mean, we're seeing more drought-tolerant crops as well, and higher higher proteins and higher yields. So uh, it's just all that just combines into everything, into technology, really. Agriculture Minister David Merritt, coming up after the farm weather, we talk about upcoming spring seeding. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. I am joined right now by Ryan Carrig. He's a tax partner with MNP out of Saskatoon. Ryan, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's great to chat with you. So we're going to get your reaction here to Monday's federal budget that was released, a, a big document, 730 pages. I'm, I'm sure you spent the entire night reading through every single page of it, like a, a good accountant should. Uh, Ryan, what's your immediate reaction to what is in the budget there as it applies to the farming audience? Well, there are some unique things to the farming audience. The first one being immediate expensing. And not to get too technical on the details here, but essentially a farming business each year will have a $1.5 million threshold where they can go purchase capital assets up to that amount. And normally when you purchase assets, you have to take deductions and depreciation over time. That $1.5 million can now be fully expensed in the first year. So if you step back and look at the policy rationale on that, it's probably just to stimulate capital expenditures, you know, in the, in the context of rebuilding and going forward like that. So it's definitely going to be an incentive for farmers to upgrade their capital equipment if they feel like they can. That, that works for equipment, obviously like combines or tractors. Does it also qualify for things like bins? Uh, no, good good point here. There are some notable exclusions that I need to point out. Uh, it doesn't work for bins, as you say. It won't work for class one buildings. It won't work for farmland. And also a very big one that it does not apply to is class 14.1, which really in the ag sector is your quota. But uh, tractors, trucks, letter buck. <laughs> that, exactly, exactly. And, and that kind of applies to, the, what I heard yesterday a lot in the commentary was about stimulating activity, like getting the economic engine going. 
there's some incentive, I guess, or there's a benefit for farmers that also has a benefit to something like a farm machinery dealer dealer industry that uh, will probably like that change big time. Oh, I think they'll be top of mind this morning if they're not already hearing about it from their advisors. So, Yeah. What were some other things that st- stood out to you? Now, that's something that's good. Now, here's something that's potentially not so good, although legislation hasn't been released yet, but there are proposals on some interest deductibility limitations. Now, without getting too deep into it, but what the rule is basically is that interest expenses could be capped on their deductibility for tax purposes at 30% of an entity's EBITDA. What's EBITDA? What's your earnings before interest taxes, amortization, and so forth. Long story short, highly leveraged businesses, such as the egg sector can tend to be, highly leveraged, low-margin businesses may see um, a cap or a ceiling on the amount of interest they can deduct. Now, this interest that they can't deduct for tax purposes, it'll carry forward to future years, but unless the dynamics of the industry change, you may be paying interest expense but not realizing the tax benefit from it. So once again, I don't want to get too alarmist on this because legislation hasn't been released. It's just proposed to come into effect in 2023. There'll be some consultative process and legislation coming later here in 2021. But on the surface, if you think of highly leveraged industries, egg would be top of mind. And so what would be the, the reason for doing something like, you know, having that kind of a policy? What, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, in the section that it's buried in the in the 734-page document that you refer to, it's buried in the international tax section. So I have a feeling that this has something to do with, you know, the shifting of interest, using interest deductions to shift profits out of Canada into lower tax jurisdictions. So the hope is that there'll be some kind of carve-out potentially, or maybe that this is not the intent of what, they're, what the legislation is supposed to capture. But as it's drafted right now, this is, it would apply to the Canadian egg sector, as I mentioned. Yeah. Do you make much of uh, some of the the announcement of the dollars for well, billions of dollars for like things like home retrofits to make homes more green? I, I guess those kinds of programs, they, they have a benefit to farmers if farmers are interested in, in upgrading some of the, the utility capabilities of their houses. Oh, absolutely. And those programs, like you said, are going to be available to the general Canadian public and they're not egg specific in a whole, but there is, I believe, I'm not solid on the numbers here, Sean, but I think there's a $40,000 interest-free loan for home retrofits and home upgrades. So, you know, it is something that our egg members need to keep in the back of their mind as well. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And the Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny sky, wind northwest 30, the high plus 4, the low minus 5. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind southwest 30, the high 11 degrees, the low minus 2. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 11, the low minus 8. Friday, sunny, the high plus 4, the low minus 6. Saturday, sunny, the high 7 degrees, the low minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 9, the low minus 1. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 12. Normal high for this date is 14, the normal low minus 1. 
The sun rose at 5.54 this morning. It sets at 8 o'clock exactly tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Jimmy Lake at plus 5. The cold spot, Cypress Hills in the southwest corner at minus 2. Estevan is minus 1. Saskatoon plus 3. Swift Current plus 1. Weyburn plus 1. Yorkton is 0. In Regina with sunny skies, it's plus 1. That's 34 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 17, gusting to 36. Humidity is 38%, thermometer falling 103.0. Partly cloudy, moose jaw plus 2. Winds are from the north at 17. Once again, Regina, sunny and plus 1. That's 34 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says farmers are facing fairly good prospects for spring seeding. He says recent moisture is welcome and more will be needed. He says grain prices are quite good and seeding should start shortly. Well, I think there's a lot of them that are probably ready to go right now, Jim, but uh, obviously the weather hasn't been real conducive, but but in a good way. I think it's obviously it's much needed moisture for parts of the province that did need it. I know down in our area we got some snow, which everybody was really thankful for and wanted to see, and it all went in the ground. Obviously, there's still, you know, still concerns about, you know, the levels of moisture, but every little bit we get helps. And I think probably if you see the temperature start to warm up, which you probably will see towards the end of April, you will start to see the equipment moving. And it just adds something, Jim, that we really have to be very cautious about, that uh, once farmers are out on the road moving equipment, we sure want everybody to be safe out there. Yeah. How is soil moisture? And do you expect any big changes to seeding because of the weather? No, no, I, I don't see any big changes. I think it's just going to, you know, obviously when it pushes the calendar back, it just means everybody just goes a little harder at it. So uh, that's why I think it's really important, Jim, to convey the message of for all the public good to be safe out there uh, through this time because it is a very busy time. The seeding plans, they're all crops appear to be fairly good priced right now. Any thoughts what will be the, the big crops this year? No, no, I'm uh, I'm excited about the pricing and uh, really the you know in in talking to the farmers that I've talked to, I've seen some of them where they're increasing their canola acres a bit, and I've seen some where they're uh, also increasing their pulse side too. So uh, I think you're just going to see a, a pretty good blend of everything, and I'm very optimistic on the prices as uh, as I've talked to some of my friends as well. I mean, to see forward pricing in the fall for what you're seeing now is pretty good and. Obviously, uh, things look good if we just get some moisture, we get some timely rains. It all works out well for everybody in the ag community. Even the feed grains are at high prices. Do you remember a time quite like this where it was so buoyant in the spring? I don't, Jim. I I can't remember when I saw, you know, $6 barley, and uh, that is uh, feed barley, and that is just uh, unreal. And uh, obviously, um, it's, uh, it's reverting back even into the cattle price, but the cattle prices are strong as well, so... 
you know, I just talked to uh, a cousin of mine, just had his purebred, his bull sale, and uh, it was phenomenal. And talking to others around the province, the same thing. So I'm very optimistic about the ag community and what's going on. Uh, I just hope we get some good timely rains and for the cattle guys as well, for the pastures and the hay crop as well. Even hogs are doing very well. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible. Uh, it's it's nice to see. I hope this is something that we can grab onto and we continue to see it grow, Jim. I think it just shows the importance of, of food, and I think it just shows that what we're doing here in the province of Saskatchewan, people around the world are looking at and really do like what we're doing. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Seed quality is good for most crops heading into the 2021 growing season. Discovery Seed Labs in Saskatoon went through the data from seed tests completed through late February. Spokesman Jason Danielson says wheat and durum germination and vigor is especially high. Looking at the trends for the last number of years, it's definitely looking good for wheat. Uh, Durham was kind of the uh, the star this year. We saw a really great uh, jump back to the 2018-2019 the levels in both germ and vigor. Even looking at the number of samples that have come in below 85%, it's quite minimal. It's less than 5%. Only 11% of wheat samples through the end of February was less than 85% germination. Barley was higher at 16%, with 26% of oats have a lower than 85% germination rate. Oats, again, suspecting that, that there might have been some frost in some areas where these samples are, are coming up a bit challenged. You know, mid-80s for germ, low 80s for vigor, and that window between the germ and vigor uh, like the uh, past presenters described, is starting to get up there closer to that 10%. So that's not ideal. 26% of the samples we're seeing are less than 85, so not a great year for oat. The pea germination number was not bad earlier this winter with 15% below that 85% threshold, but Danielson recommends getting a second test prior to seeding. But as we're getting them retested, we're starting to see some challenges and, and likely due to the micro cracking. So something that you, you definitely want to retest before putting them into the ground um, because as, as we're testing, those numbers seem to be dropping a little further. They started out great in the fall, but some storage issues likely caused by that dry harvest is resulting in a, a continual drop in those uh, German and bigger numbers. Lentil quality is not an issue with only 3% less than 85% germination. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is holding weekly webinars this month to discuss mental health on the farm. The webinars are designed to provide a brief overview of mental health, techniques to identify warning signs, and strategies to make positive changes for themselves and others. The presentation is from the Agricultural Health and Safety Network and Bridges Health, noting farmers are facing tremendous pressures in 2021. A webinar will be held April 21st, that's tomorrow, from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And a second webinar, another webinar, pardon me, will be held April 28th from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Farmers can register on the Saskatchewan Agriculture website or contact the Agriculture Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw and the number is 1-866-457-2377. The Farm Stress Line is operated round the clock, seven days a week and can be contacted at 
664-4442. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose $17.20 at $730.57. Number one red spring wheat went up $5.54 at $295.41. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $299.46. Feed barley, $267.68. Flax, $697.63. Lentils, $692.50. Oats, $209.53. Yellow peas, 383.70, and feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are up 9 cents at 673.5 cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 20th. Our last regular sale was on April 14th. Cows had picked up a couple cents. D1 and D2 cows sold from 85 cents to 95 cents. D3 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had one heck of a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here on April 12th. We made it tough for everyone else to keep up. For 50 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and forty six cents and sold up to two dollars and fifty eight cents. Five hundred to five fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty six cents and sold up to two dollars and fifty eight cents. Five fifty to six hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty five cents and sold up to two dollars and forty eight cents. Six hundred to six fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and twenty seven cents and sold up to two dollars and forty cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged two dollars and fifteen cents and sold up to two dollars and thirty cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety eight and sold up to two dollars and fifteen cents. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged a dollar eighty and sold up to a dollar ninety eight. Depending on weight, heifers were twenty to thirty cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork. Price. Ham sold 7,500 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 225 to 239 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,200 head, selling in a range of 227 to 241 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 10 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2519. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.88 cents U.S. The U.S. cash markets continue to climb higher and maintain the unprecedented trend upward that has been consistent since the beginning of the year. While prices are not as high as they were in 2014, and the upward sloping pattern is presently not as steep, by this time in 2014, the trend was moving lower until mid-June when it regained momentum to the end of July. This year, prices have not abated and do not appear poised to do so in the short term. Anecdotal reports of unfilled finishing spaces and a lack of available pigs to fill them are starting to make the rounds on social media. Despite supply issues, 
Domestic demand remains quite strong with elevated pork cutout values, such as the case with ribs, which are on fire, so to speak, as they trade above $225 US a hunter rate on the most recent daily report, a record for any marketing year. Lean hog features got higher at the open, and while they continue to climb incrementally higher, they have settled into a more sideways pattern through mid-trade. And so that price once again for SIG4, this is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. Today's quote, $227.43 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI. Landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, Farmers Insuring Farmers. Canada's Deputy Prime Minister and Federal Finance Minister Christia Freeland joined the 620 CKRM morning show today to discuss yesterday's budget. The budget came with a $355 billion deficit. It also came with funding to support Saskatoon's Veto Intervac and the work they're doing to develop a COVID-19 vaccine. I am really aware of that and there's about $60 million in the budget to support that work because we need to be ready for the next pandemic and we need to get booster shots ready and I really believe in investing in Canadian biomanufacturing and research capacity to do that. Freeland also promised relief for farmers when it comes to the federal carbon tax in the form of what she called a special rebate program specifically for producers who may have no alternative to fossil fuels. On the markets, the TSX is down 170 points at 19,034. The Dow has fallen 259 points at 33,818. Oil is down 84 cents at 62.59 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 45 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.31 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.